want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share with you their top tips for success. Uh, my name is Adam Torres, and you can follow me on Instagram at, at AskAdamTorres to get updates on all of my book releases and also book tour schedules coming up. Love to have you guys come out and, and uh, meet you in person. I'm really excited about my guest today. I have Jennifer Damata on the line, and she is the uh, owner and president of Demata Consulting LLC. It's a digital and omni-channel um, strategic consulting um, space. So, first of all, uh, Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Super excited to be here. So, I'm really excited. I mean, when, and looking at your at your LinkedIn profile and some of your uh, background, I'm I'm really pumped to get into this idea of how you're helping your clients in this, you know, aggressive really sales growth planning uh, space and function. And we're going to go over, um, you know, how you've been able to accomplish some of the metrics that you have. Um, but before we do that, let's just take a step back. And if you could tell the audience, a lot, lot of entrepreneurs in the crowd, and I see your owner and president, so obviously you have that entrepreneurial spirit. How did you get started as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I do have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think part of it is um, just, being a part of companies, when I was in full-time capacities, I was a part of companies that also had an entrepreneurial uh, spirit. They really encouraged everyone to have ownership. And when I was working at each of these companies, you know, I owned a P&L, I owned a strategy. I had that opportunity to feel like an entrepreneur with the safety of being inside of a full-time career. And um, so, I, and I, I think I've always just had the personality for it. I'm <laughs> kind of a go-getter. You know, I love uh, self-sufficiency. I'm big on that. And, um, you know, I ran into a lot of opportunities to build up uh, businesses, in the, specifically in the e-commerce area. And um, that was something that not very many people knew about 15 to 20 years ago. So the entrepreneurial spirit came from, you're building something that no one really knows how to build. So you kind of have to figure it out step by step. And it was, it was certainly very exciting. I'm, I'm one that loves to deal with ambiguity, and this, is, this was the perfect area to do that. Oh, speaking of, I mean, in e-commerce, I mean, who would have thought? When I look back at my life, I'm like, okay, well, what, Facebook came out when I was in college, right? And so I uh, I remember that that's not what we used it for. <laughs> we, it was a completely yeah. different thought process. It was just for fun. And I'm like, in hindsight, you're like, oh, maybe you could have had a little vision there in terms of being an entrepreneur, Adam, and not just play on it to connect with frat <laughs> brothers and, and road trip, right? <laughs> exactly. So, in terms of, um, let's just stick on e-commerce for a little while, just because I know that you have background in it. If you, I mean, there's just a little bit more to it than what, let's just say, let's say you're talking to a new college grad or maybe somebody that's out there uh, that's been in the workforce for a year or two, and maybe they're looking to do something on the side and, you know, they keep hearing this buzzword of e-commerce. Um, what would be, so maybe they're not, again, going to quit their full-time job and go at it, but they may be doing something on the side. What, what kind of advice would you give somebody like that into going into the e-commerce space, even if they're just doing it as a, as a novice or a side job? Yeah, and it's, you know, it's termed as e-commerce or digital 
or online. It's, it's all selling kind stuff of over the, a computer. That's the that's way I look right. at it. That's you right. You don't you don't have a brick and mortar shop out front. <laughs> that's right. Exactly right. And and you know what? A lot of the companies I worked for had brick and mortar and online. So that that's its own type of experience for sure. Uh, but in respect to digital and e-commerce, you know, I'd say there's a little bit of a dichotomy of um, a lot of opportunity to try new things, be outside the box. And then there's the other part of that dichotomy, which is there's a lot of data that proves whether what you're doing is right or wrong. And so if you're really smart about being in e-commerce and digital, you leverage the fact that you have data so much faster than any other source. You also have a lot more data. You can see a lot more of the context around what's happening in the business versus something like um, brick and mortar for retail or even in other industries in the brick and mortar. You're only seeing the end result, and that gives you very little context. But e-commerce has just broadened and opened up your opportunity to see what the consumer is doing with each and every step along the way. And while that might sound scary or intrusive, when you're using it for great purposes, the consumer loves that. And so anyone who's looking at getting into digital, um, there's tons of opportunity to be innovative, but at the same time, the more you are innovative, the more structured and disciplined you have to be in understanding what the data is saying and being focused on being driven by the data, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes total sense. And I don't like using the buzzword, even though I do. I probably said it on more than one podcast, but, um, you know, fail fast and all these other things and all these other methods that are out there. I mean, to me, it's just a huge benefit. It just says that, you know, if you're wrong, you know, I mean, even before digital, I mean, you could have made the argument, you know, your business isn't working because you're spending more than you have coming in, period. I mean, that's that's just the bottom line to it. You know, your cash flow wasn't correct in the amount of time that you needed it to be correct um, before being insolvent. I mean, just very as basic as you can get. Now, as you're mentioning, though, you have all these data points that um, make it to where you don't have to maybe go that far down the line with the business to understand that, hey, it's not working. Maybe working for somebody else, especially in e-commerce, somebody else may be selling a ton of, whatever you want to say the product is, a ton of widgets. And for yourself, that same exact widget, you just don't have the same um, the same following, the same advertising, the same something that's causing it not to work for you. So, no, I love all your points on that. Um, so I'm looking at this uh, Demata method. I mean, come on, l- l- let my audience into this. So explain a little bit more <laughs> to me about the Demata method because I need a method. There's no Adam method, but I, I, lo- I love your uh, your alliteration on that. You like that, the Demata method. So um, what has transpired as I've had this awesome experience in the last 20 years where I've headed up the e-commerce businesses across companies like Sports Authority, Blue Mercury, uh, Hay Needle, Office Depot, is um, I've developed a method. And each one of these we've done, we've aggressively grown. And I've believed in aggressive growth uh, for the entire time that I've been in my, my role in my career. And um, I have developed a method to be able to do that because aggressive growth is, is hard. It's also very difficult to be profitable and sustainable when you're growing aggressively, right? Most, most people may be able to grow aggressively, 
but they're not necessarily doing it in a pro profitable and sustainable way. And I have learned, because I'm very data-driven, I'm very structured, um, I also see value in people, so I understand that, how to empower. I pull really four things together. I pull purpose, people, plans, and a P&L. And I'll, I can say those again. I pull purpose, people, plans, and a P&L together. And it's in a process, so it's a, it's a process that I work with my clients on which is my entire DeMata method. And this is how you can grow aggressively, but with a profitable and sustainable methodology. Mm, that's great. But, the three Ps, I love it. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's great. And it, and it kind of cuts through the noise of, and I, that's why I love methods. I mean, I, I said it, um, I, there's no Adam method, but maybe one day. But I love methods. I love when you can really get down to a couple of key points, hone in on them, and make systematic improvements in your business overall. And and the interesting thing to me about what you're doing is that you're not just focusing on growth, but you're looking at how to have sustainable growth um, that's, that's really aggressive and profitable at the same time, which aren't very easy things to um, – to accomplish, and I, maybe that's a great transition to talk a little bit more about what uh, what you're doing with Demata Consulting, and you know how you're helping your clients. Yeah, and this is a big thing that I use is I use the Demata method, um, and some of my clients are right there. They're in that phase where they they know they can grow aggressively. They built a strong foundation. And now it's time to do it the right way. Build that, you know, build that plan, uh, build that P&L up, define the people, and uh, get to the point where they know exactly how to build up aggressively. And other clients are going to be in the, the right realm for the DeMata method in, in a year or so. So most of my clients are pretty long-term clients. Um, but they are at the point where they've been in business a while. These guys are, uh, uh, these are businesses where they've been in business anywhere between five and 30 years. They're $100 million plus companies, but they, and they make their own product, but they don't have a digital presence. Not really. They have a very, very small digital presence. And with all the buzz about direct-to-consumer, you know, they're thinking about it. They're starting to say, hey, listen, I don't have to just sell my product wholesale to the big box retailers or to the retailers. I could actually go directly to the consumer. And what are the benefits of doing that? And what is the, what is the profitability and what does the financial model look like? What does the business model look like? And um, I have done a lot of work to help individuals see what the opportunity looks like when they haven't gone directly to the consumer via digital yet and what that looks like to do so. So that's been another group I have. Um, and then out of both of these groups, you know, a big part of those P's that we talked about, the purpose, plan, people, and P&L is people. People to me is first. I mean, that's first and foremost. It's the center. It, it really will drive success or, or it won't. Um, people is so important. And we, I talk about this quite a bit. One of the things that I've augmented with a lot of my clients is to develop the people. And part of it is, and this is very interesting to me still, but it's not uncommon, 
is there are many companies that still don't have enough digital knowledge inside of their company. And so they need some training, they need some understanding, and it's not just here's the digital channel of social and here's how you do it. There are simply some drastic mental model changes that digital has driven inside of companies that have to um, understand what those mental models do and how those mental models change the entire company. So there's some pretty serious executive development as well that I work on to help them understand what does it mean to change the entire organization to start supporting a digital uh, effort inside of that organization. Mm. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because um, uh, let's talk a little bit more because I know this is also another really strong attribute of what you do. Um, let's talk a little bit more about executive development and leadership because, I mean, when you're going into these new models and when you're going in these other phases, I mean, obviously there's, there's going to be the people that have been with you a long time that are, especially with the segment that you're looking at, that may need kind of a, a shift in perspective to really embrace this new, you know, mode of growth um, that, do, that implementing some of the systems you're talking about can create. Um, let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, so um, some examples are, you know, just speed and uh, the speed at which wholesale works and the speed at which even brick and mortar works is so much slower than digital. So just speeding up can blow the leadership team's mind. It, it really can. It, it, it's uncomfortable. Um, and so you have to really help them through that. I mean, you, you have to really say, listen, this is what's important about the speed. Here's how we're going to get transparency to this group. How's it, here's how we're going to analyze the things that are happening. But instead of things taking eight to 10 months to progress through, stuff's going to take maybe eight to 10 weeks, maybe. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Um, so, so speed. Can Ooh, really let's say that again. Fear. From eight to ten months to eight to ten weeks. Been there, done that, and yes, it's scary. right. <laughs> it is scary, and it and it really does. It's it right in the leadership, and I can tell you right now, most of the managers and whatnot, some of the younger folks, they're really not that scared. But it's the leadership team that that really has to work on. Okay, we've got to get used to this. We've got to be okay with this. We've got to try something. It's also, it's a lot riskier to do digital. In some, in some environments, it's a more expensive P&L. Um, you have to build up the volume to create the profit dollars, but it can be sometimes a more expensive P&L. Um, the, re, the, the reality is, is with that data transparency that we talked about earlier, is you can feed bits to the leadership team much quicker in the digital environment than you can anywhere else. And so that helps them um, kind of push back that fear, you know, put it to the side and make because they're always aware of what's going on. They're always aware of how digital is pro progressing if you're using the value of the fact that you're getting the data so quickly. And you can transfer that into a conversation with the leadership team. So um, that risk Absolutely. associated is mm -hmm. is uh, you balance that risk with talking about how you're transparent about the data. And you also balance risk with structure. So the, what I say usually is the more aggressive you want to go, the more structured you need to be. 
And so you need to show that you're not only going to be aggressive in your approach, but you're going to be structured in your approach. So it balances out, and that usually helps leadership teams quite a bit. And I would say, you know, last but not least, you put someone um, like myself, you put somebody with expertise right in there because that just solves quite a bit. It always has. People need, people trust experts. People trust people who've always done it before. And so if you're just getting started, you know, that's where I help quite a bit with getting started because they've seen my background, they've seen my history, and they have a lot more trust to try something new that has never been tried before, nor does anyone have experience with on the inside. So those are a couple things. You know, that's great. And I can say, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Why not for my, for my uh, younger listeners, no, no age bias here. Cause I mean, I, I may be considered on the younger end in terms of um, age for, uh, for um, change, if you will. But I can think about in one of my companies going like it went from quarterly meetings about a certain um, growth objective to then monthly to then to make changes and as, as as data became more prevalent and as we gathered more data, especially with things like advertising or um, on the social side, um, I mean, those type of meetings are, have now come to where they're shorter meetings, but they're almost daily. And because we can see really quickly based on spend or based on um, what areas, what's working, what's not, we can make changes, we can test and and get at times immediate results that are favorable um, and and fix problems. And those and the thing is, is it's always evolving. So nothing's permanent. You fixed it for a while, but um, it's definitely a different way of um, of doing business than the, hey, we put an arbitrary meeting on the calendar for once a quarter because, you know, we've been working off of quarterly things for corporate earnings for a couple hundred years or whatever. <laughs> well, that is pre- pretty arbitrary depending on the size of your business, right, um, and how big your team is. You still need those things, but you need more touches along the way. So I, I've experienced what you're saying, and I get it. And for anyone that is out there, um, you know, looking at, you know, their company and meets that demographic, what's the best way for them to uh, get in contact with you, Jennifer, if they want to ask some more questions about how you can help them? Yeah, there's a couple ways. Um, one is just email me. Uh, my email address is Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, at Demata Consulting, which is D-I-M-O-T-T-A, consulting.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, I'm available quite a bit on email. Um, you're also welcome to call me, 703-570-5545. And last but not least, you're welcome to go to my website, www.demataconsulting.com. It's D-I-M-O-T-T-A, consulting.com. Um, and all three of those ways, I'm uh, really available to uh, touch base with anyone who has any questions. That'd be great. All right. Well, hey, Jennifer, I just want to thank you again for your time and coming on the show. Um, I think my audience definitely got a lot. I know I got a lot out of your information, so I'm sure they did also. So thank you for your time. And for all of the listeners, thank you for listening and um, hope to bring you some more great guests to share their tips to success with you. Uh, Don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. And also, if you want to apply to be featured in one of my upcoming books, Just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author. Um, Jennifer, thank you again. Thank you.
right. Take care. Thank you.